the best rugby insight and analysis. OTB Sports Rugby. When you watch a guy, Ger, standing on the sideline counting players with his fingers, you know this is bullshit. Probably the greatest ever victory for Ireland. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball, daily. And you're very welcome along to Thursday Night's Off the Ball. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way tonight we're going to bring you some of the best of the year so far. Plus, uh, we're going to check in with John Giles on the festive football that we have had to date. But unfortunately, it's our duty to bring you some sad news this evening to start the show. It's been confirmed in the past few moments from his family that the Brazilian football icon Pele has died at the age of 82. His daughter Kelly Nascimento confirmed the news on Instagram in the past few minutes with a picture of the family hand in hand with the legend saying everything we are is thanks to you we love you infinitely rest in peace it ends of course his battle with cancer which had been ongoing for the past couple of years and he'd been in hospital in uh, Sao Paulo for the last number of days uh, to treat his cancer which had progressed according to doctors uh, over the course of the last while and we will pay tribute to uh, a man who has shaped a lot of people's involvement in football over the course of the last 50 years a man who won three World Cups the first of those as a teenager in 1958 in Sweden he went on to be the absolute star of the show in 1970 as he wrapped up essentially his international career there scored a thousand plus career goals he graced Irish shores as well playing at Daily Mount Park uh, against the selection there back during the, uh, the 70s with Santos and left an indelible impression on not only the world of football, but also the world of sport as a whole. Fingers crossed uh, we'll be able to check in uh, with John Giles, who obviously would have come across uh, the great that was Pele during the course of his career as well. But that sad news reaching us this evening in the past few moments, that Brazilian icon Pele has died at the age of 82. If you want to get in contact with your uh, memories of Pele, indeed, if your memories of watching him, if you're even a massive Escape to Victory fan, as I have been for the past uh, 30 odd years, uh, by all means, give us a shout. 53106 for 30 cent is the text number tonight. You can tweet us at Off the Ball. We'll be delighted to uh, hear from you. Uh, we will start off uh, the news round, which is brought to you with thanks to Gillette for an effortless finish to your day. Cahal Milani has joined us uh, in studio. Cahal, um, that's sad news, obviously, aside. It's been a, a typically busy festive day in terms of sport and we'll start off with what we had at uh, Leopardstown today. Yeah, that's right, Richie. And a good day once again for Willie Mullins at Leopardstown with two grade one successes. Stateman took the honours in the feature. The Matheson hurdle, Paul Tennant, was on board to guide the five-year-old to victory in Sharjah who was bidding for a fifth successive win in the race finished in third. Mullins and Tennant also enjoyed a notable win in the grade one Neville Hotel's Novice Chase. Gaillard de Manil took the honours there and the race, though, was marred by the fatal injury sustained by both unexpected depth and three-stripe life. Uh, we also heard from Jurgen Klopp today, Carl, because obviously enough they've had um, a new arrival, or he will be certainly a new arrival come January 1st. Uh, we'll get to the pronunciation of his surname perhaps in a moment. But that man from PSV has been the subject of uh, Jurgen Klopp's, or the crux of Jurgen Klopp's press conference today. Yeah, he says he won't rush Cody Gakpo to settle in after signing the Netherlands international from PSV. The forwards move was confirmed last night for a free fee which could be as high as €50 million. Euro. And Manchester United were also thought to be interested, but Klopp says it was clear he wanted to join Liverpool. Welch was involved from a specific moment on. Um, but we didn't tell him, talk to him, because there was no reason for it. When, when I was allowed to speak to him, I spoke to him, and um, that, yeah, 
was it of these some of these nice moments when you are Liverpool manager, manager of Liverpool FC, and you run, you realize you think you have to convince somebody, and then you realize when you talk, oh, the door is wide open. So this is more or less a home run, um, and it was it was cool. Then um, so we didn't need Virgil to 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 convince him. Um, and but after that, obviously, virtually anyway, likes to be involved in these kind of things. And from a specific moment on, he had to say as well. But all good. Uh, Agent Virgil in the works there as well. Uh, in terms of his defensive partnership, it looks like there's good news for Liverpool there as well. Yeah, Ibrahim Kanate is available for the meeting with Leicester City tomorrow. The Kanate has returned to training following his efforts at the World Cup with France and is in contention to be involved tomorrow. But Klopp stated that while his squad had come through unscathed following that win over Aston Villa on St. Stephen's Day, the players who missed that game, Roberto Firmino, Curtis Jones and James Miller, won't be back for tomorrow's match. Uh, there is football obviously ongoing tonight no action in the Premier League that will resume at the weekend but certainly in the Championship we've got action this evening we do and one of the games is just past the 50th minute mark QPR nil Luton 2 is the latest score from the early kickoff. a number of matches then 5 in total underway from 7.45 Blackburn entertain Middlesbrough Coventry take on Cardiff Huddersfield hosts Rotherham Millwall meet Bristol City and Wigan go up against Sunderland at uh, 8 o'clock tonight West Brom take on Preston and then at 8.15 Sheffield United take on Blackpool and a win there for Sheffield United we'll see them move level on points with the leaders Burnley if they can get all three points in that encounter uh, We've got John Giles standing by obviously on the breaking news this evening that uh, Pele has passed away at the age of 82 but before you go Carl just bring us up to date with what's happened at Ali Pali today Well it's been a dramatic day uh, Richie and Dirk van Dijvenboide of the Netherlands is one of the players through to the last 16 he got the better of England's Ross Smith by four sets to three after that match went to a tiebreaker leg there was a record 31-180s scored in that match and Van Dijvenboide will play Michael Van Gerwen in the next round former champion Rob Cross also in contention for another title he was a 4-1 winner over Mervyn King today Cross set to play Chris Doby in the next round and Stephen Bunting got the better of Dave Chisnell by 4 sets to 2 3 matches down for decision tonight Josh Rock on stage in the final match of the night against Johnny Clayton before that Josie D'Souza takes on Gerwin Price the world number 1 and getting underway in the next few moments is the meeting of Vincent van der Voort and Luke Humphreys uh, Carl uh, abbreviated though uh, has been tonight thank you so much for uh, stepping you, in and uh, bringing us the news round uh, as we say the big story of the day though and the big story of the evening of course breaking in the past 10 minutes or so <clears throat> and that being that Pele has passed away at the age of 82 now for full uh, transparency we had spoken to uh, to John Giles a little bit earlier on uh, just about the week's Premier League action and, and what had been ongoing don't worry that's that's going to still come uh, this evening but John has been so kind as to rejoin us uh, to talk about this breaking news uh, tonight and John, desperately sad news, and it's hard to really comprehend a world without Pele because to many, for many people, for so long he was the very embodiment of football. What did you, or your impressions of Pele down through the years, and 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 where does he rank for you in terms of the world's greats? Well, <clears throat> sad to hear the news, uh, Richie. Uh, I don't think there was anybody better than him. Let's put it that way. Yeah. He was as good as any. What I found with all the great players, uh, Richie, none of them are the same. You know, if you look at Messi today, you look at Ronaldo, uh, you know, all these great players over the years, none of them are similar. They all have their own individual greatness, and Pele certainly had that. He was... was, I mean, he was in my time. Uh, yeah. Well, I never played against him, but I, but I, I, I'll tell you a story. I met him one time, but uh, you know, he was only seventeen when he played in 
the World Cup and won it. I think he won it three times. Yeah. And he was brilliant. I mean, he wasn't a very big fella. But his head was brilliant. I mean, he was a real striker. You know, he was beautifully balanced, great head of the ball, great shot of the ball in both feet. And a really, I think, a really first-class uh, individual team player. The, <clears throat> the comparisons, obviously, to, to modern-day players and modern-day greats are <clears throat> almost a bit futile, but I was looking last night, there was um, <clears throat> a 17-year-old came on and scored for, for, for Monaco and, and is obviously going to be one of these talents that we speak about in terms of <clears throat> in the coming years um, that, uh, that they could obviously go on to be one of the, the world's greats. But that's a measure, I guess, of, of how good Pele was, is that you have 17-year-olds who will break through into first teams now and they're kind of coddled as they need to be because they're still only kids and you need to look mm. after them and make sure they're making the right kind of progress. He was a 17-year-old on whose shoulders uh, an entire country the size of Brazil were resting the World Cup hopes on in, in 58. That's how good he was from a very young age and I think that can often get lost in the midst of time is that he was that good and formed brilliant partnerships with the likes of uh, Garincha uh, and, and plenty of others that would have been in that side building from the disappointment that he would have seen famously he told his own father who was crying when they lost that final game of the 50 World Cup against Uruguay uh, when his father was in tears as much as the country was at that yeah. stage that don't worry dad I'm going to go on and win a World Cup for you for him to do it just eight years later and while still technically a child it's just remarkable yeah, he, it's not something he, that I don't think we'll ever see again no well, maybe, but it won't. It won't be coming every every year. That's for sure, uh, uh, Richard. You know, he, he like he he got the first one when he was seventeen. He scored, I think, and he was he was brilliant. Yeah. But then then he, he I think it was obviously he scored in his third one as well. Seventy, yeah. That was in that was in Mexico, wasn't it? Surely was, yeah. Yeah, I was actually I was at that match. I, I was at anyway for one reason or other. I was at, I was at the tournament that that year. And uh, he was brilliant. He was he was beautifully balanced. Great head of the ball. Yeah. Funny enough, great head of the ball. But a real team player. Uh, uh, you know what I mean, Richie? He could, was, li- could link playing a thing away that was probably ahead of his time. Oh yeah, he yeah. was. He was just. But you know, when you talk about a great player, they can do things that nobody else can do. Yeah. We saw Messi this season, uh, this year, well, a few weeks ago, uh, in the World Cup, doing things. And he's, I think, what is he, 36, 37 now. Yeah. The, you know, the, the, these guys are just exceptionally good, making a difficult game. The football is a very difficult game. People will tell you, you know, football is a simple game. It's not a simple game. It's, it, it's, it's a very, uh, certainly not simple game. But what the great players do, like Bally and Messi, what they do is they make it look simple. Yeah. It's like yeah. a great artist, you know, a painter. You watch it with great artists. Well, I've never had them, but I believe you watch a great artist doing his painting. You say, "Jesus, I could do that myself." <laughs> Till you try it, mm. and great players are like that. You know, they, they make a, a very complicated game look simple. He, he was, he was, he was one of the greats, and yeah. we've had greats come along. You know, we see them, and none of them are none of them are the same. But he was a great. He was only seventeen when he won his first international. Sorry, the World Cup. Yeah. And then went on to win it what three times I think. Yeah, sixty two. Uh, he won it with them uh, in Chile, and then obviously in seventy in Mexico, and he was essentially coaxed back uh, to be part of the team one last time and to try and get that yes. third World Cup uh, for Brazil and for for himself. Yes. I didn't know that you were at that tournament in Mexico, John, in seventy. Like, yeah, what what it was? It was 
a peculiar thing. There was a, there was a, a magazine, a football magazine, were running a, a, a competition. Yeah. And the competition was that they 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 put up uh, a certain amount of players, say in, in midfield in my position, and then people could write in, and if their choice came through, they got a, a trip to Mexico. But so did the player that they picked. Right. So I was picked by a group of lads, I think, well, a family from Belfast. And Billy Bremner was picked. It was from Leeds. So we had a free trip to uh, to Mexico, uh, which, which which was brilliant. You know, it was a great experience to, yeah. to go and see see all the matches and you know, see Pellish going the header. And, uh, so that, that's, that's what I was doing there. But the other experience I had when I was home for... Uh, one of the international matches in, in Dublin where sure. we were playing and when I was player manager and he was doing some he was in Dublin and he was doing some com- commercial uh, business and whoever he was doing the business took him out to our training camp well it wasn't a training camp but we were training up at Black, Black, uh, Black Rock College uh, and he brought Paddy along to, to get some photographs taken and uh, I got chatting to him a little bit. His English was very good. Yeah. And uh, I, I said, would you never go into management? And he said, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he was, he, was, he, was, he was brilliant. He was humble. He was taking the photographs, got it done. And he was a real ex-player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He seemed like, um, he seemed like a statesman for the game before that really became a thing. Like, oh, he, yeah. he, was, he was the kind of guy who would have had a lot of commercial attachments to him. He would have been one of the, one of the first players to have that and up human yes. on board him pretty early on. But he yes. seemed to take on that role that certain players do, whereby they go around almost spreading the gospel of football. They don't want to uh, bog they, themselves yeah, down he, in, he in was management. Like that. Yeah. But, but all, these, all, all these players, where I could see of them, loved them. Yeah. Which is always a good sign, you know. I mean, there's certain great players and the, 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 the fellow players, and say, yeah, he's great, but he's a bit of a shit, you know, to be quite <laughs> honest. But but Pele was... Uh, was I think he was a team player. He was pally with the players. He had a fairly difficult situation, I think, in Brazil uh, with the politicians. Yes, yeah. They there was uh, famously, I think it was John that obviously there would have been interest in him from abroad. But such was the political nature and the fact that the military were involved there mm. in the late sixties and early seventies that they wouldn't mm. let him go. And like you would have known from from playing in the playing in the states, he was the guy who essentially got the NASL up and oh, running, yeah. you know, and, and, and yeah. it took a lot of, I think, political manoeuvring to yeah. allow him to move to the United States yeah. and they had to get yeah. involved with government kind of talks and all that kind of stuff. So he was almost, he was stuck in Brazil to a degree. He couldn't go off yeah. and play in Europe during the course of his play, the regular playing yeah. days while he was still there, but managed to get out in, in the 70s and, and spread the gospel to America. Yeah. Uh, you, would, you would have seen the kind of after effects of, of what he did over there in that country too. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, actually I, I play. I played in America around that time yeah. when he was playing there. I didn't. I didn't play against him. But but his, his biggest problem in Brazil, uh, sorry, in, in yes, in Brazil, uh, Richie, was that he couldn't. He didn't want to be seen to be part of the whatever government they had over there. Yeah, it was a tricky position. Do you know what I mean? He never put his he put his uh, hat in in the ring with them. He kept apart, mm. which wasn't easy. You know. Because a lot of people didn't like him, as as, as we went out from the history of it. Uh, but he was he was he was he was brilliant, and I think he was. 
I saw a documentary about him fairly recently, and it was a documentary with himself and his old players right. together. I think they were having a drink and, and that. But you could tell by the, 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 the attitude of the old players to him, he was one of the lads. Yeah. They loved him. They respected him. But it was also, also a, a genuine love of him as an individual. And uh, he, he, was, he was great. He was great. Whatever greats we've had, and a lot of people wouldn't have seen Pelle, uh, but with all the greats we've had, they're all, they all, they're all different. They're definitely all different. But he was up there with whatever one is considered the best in, the, what, in what he did. I, th- I think that's um, that's a difficult position that we find ourselves in terms of history is that we're now losing these connections to that past, like the yeah. physical connections, and you'd be counted among that because you would have had the, the 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 luck and the good fortune to to catch him live and to see him live. Like, give us a sense of what it was like to watch him at that nineteen seventy World Cup, where you know he's in his imperious phase there, and he's that that World Cup for all he's done great up until that point. That was his coronation. That was the point where he sailed off into the sunset on, on the shoulders of a bunch of fans yeah. in the Azteca as, you know, enshrined as the greatest ever. Um, you got to see him in that arena. What was it like? Yeah. Well, he was, he was just great. He was, he was an all-round player. He could hold the ball up. He could score goals. He was a good head, great head of the ball, funny yeah. enough, uh, uh, Richie, you know. Because he wasn't a big fella. He wasn't, you know, he's only about, I'd say, six foot eight. Sorry, five foot eight. But but it's it's it, it's what he left obviously left behind it worldwide. I think in the third uh, World Cup where he, where he was he was coming near the end of his career. I think at that time he didn't. I think he came out of retirement or whatever at that time. He was coaxed out, I think, yeah, by the authorities in Brazil. The authorities, so just give so him more go. He, yeah. Like he had to play in it, but I think he wanted to finish uh, at that particular time before the World Cup. Mm. So it was a bit of a strain for him. He was coming near the end of his playing days at that particular time. But 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 obviously he played. He played for his country. He played for his, his fellow fellow players, and came out on on a on a big high. Yeah, you know, couldn't be couldn't have been higher. And and that's why he was loved by by Brazil, having done what he did with through his career to go to and play in three World Cups finals and winners. Uh, but I think I, I mean obviously I didn't know him. I met him, but he seemed a very very uh, humble individual. Not nothing big headed about him in any ways and that's always a sign when when I did see the documentary fairly recently where the players that he played with showed their affection for him yeah one of the remarkable things that we would never get now is like players can become such attractions like we can watch you know the Bundesliga we can watch Serie A we yeah. can watch La Liga we can see Neymar we can see Vinicius Junior mm. we can see Lionel Messi week in and week out on their TV screens and it's it's uh, it's almost routine and we kind of take mm. it for granted whereas players of Pele's generation the way a lot of people actually got to see them was every four years at a World Cup yeah. or we had these remarkable things whereby um, when he was at Santos and latterly as well I think New York Cosmos did a few touring games so basically you'd have because of him mm. the team would go on tour around the world That's so right, that yeah. the public can go and get a look at him and he actually I think it was in 72 played in Daily Mount Park against uh, is it Drumcondra 11 or a combined 11 mm. from teams within the vicinity so this is how play- people in the day would have gotten to see yeah. these players in the, those rare occasions up close is that 
they'd almost be brought on tour like a touring act, like a concert act would be. It was, you know, it was, it was to make money as well. Yeah. <laughs> in a big way, because yeah. he could... Actually, I went to see him at Sheffield when I was at Leeds, when he was on, on his tour. Yeah. You know, but, it, but that was a real money maker because they were playing morning, noon and night. You know, uh, but I think, I think, I haven't watched it yet, but I think there is a documentary out about him. Yeah. I'd say there's a few at this stage, yeah. Yeah, well, there will be more now. Of course, yeah. But, but I think that I think there is one on Netflix or something uh, about him. But, yeah, I mean, anybody that's listening, if they want to go and see one a great player, try and get one of these documentaries. He was... Yeah. Uh, he, he was he, he was the boss. He was the man. Yeah, he he's, he certainly seems to be. Um, mm. it, it's almost a futile exercise to kind of compare different eras because everyone's different, and he would have played on ploughed fields much as yourself. Um, but like he was always spoken about. Like when I was growing up, it was you know is Maradona as good as Pele? But Pele yeah. still and will be, I guess, always be that yardstick. Um, because there were so many different facets to his career and it stretched on for, you know, 20 years essentially when he eventually went off into the sunset in the mid-70s in the US. And yeah. like like you say, kind of spreading the gospel of, of football oh, worldwide even into and his he latter was a years. Hero in, in, in Brazil winning, winning the, the World Cup like mm. he did. But the likes of Maradona and, and we, we see Messi now, Messi and uh, uh, Ronaldo. I mean, people seeing most of those. And, and what you'll notice with them all, they're all different in the way that they play. Mm. Do you know what I mean, Richie? They're different styles. They're not the same. Maradona was different to to, to Messi even and, and Ronaldo. Uh, but they're, they're, they're great in their own individual way. Yeah. You know, none of them were like Pelly. Pelly wasn't like any of the others. But they're just great at what they have and what they do and what they bring to the team. Yeah. They just have this greatness in them that stand out, you know. And uh, Pelly certainly stood out. Because I don't know if any of them, any of the great players, have won three World, uh, Cups. World Cups. There's, there's, there's very few countries have won three World Cups. Never mind <laughs> players uh, winning three yeah. World Cups, uh, not necessarily on their own, but certainly having those winners' medals yeah. to their names. Uh, listen, John. Sorry for catching you on the hop with this one, but obviously, uh, uh, no problem. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the, the poor Pele has, has passed away, but uh, I'd be delighted to talk about him. Anytime, Richie, it's my privilege. Absolutely. John, it's our privilege as well to check in with you. And uh, we're going to have more from John momentarily. But for now, John Giles there on the life of the great Pele, who has passed away this evening at the age of 82.